Season five of the How to Be a Redhead podcast has been a blast. We've released new episodes every Friday since April, and we're ending the last episode of the season on November 3rd in honor of National Love Your Red Hair Day. But don't worry, we'll be back in early 2024 with a brand new season. But if you listen to us regularly, you know that we did a different podcast flow for episode 20. Usually, Stephanie and I will chat, then we'll call our guest, we reflect on the guest, and then after the conversation's over, we end it with question and answers. For the 20th episode, we put together two interviews with coinciding topics. We heard great reviews from all of you, so we're back to do it again for today's episode. Last time, it was about redhead wigs and how to donate your red hair. This time, we're dedicating the special episode to those who dye their hair red. You could be a true redhead by choice or a natural redhead wanting to be more vibrant. Today, we're talking to a popular TikTok influencer who dyes her hair red and an Instagram famous professional colorist who specializes in dyeing hair red for her clients. We can't wait for you to meet them. We called them at different times and put the interviews together to provide you with the best advice in one easy podcast episode. So if you're wanting tips on how to go red or if you want tips because your red hair is fading or you're interested because you're a redhead by choice, this episode is for you. We always say red hair is more than a color. It's a lifestyle. We're firm believers that some people are meant to be redheads, even if they weren't born with it. We're always interested in why people go red, how it gives them so much confidence and the colorist behind the chair who makes it all happen. First, we called redhead by choice, Anna Saya. Anna was raised in Las Vegas, Nevada with her family and went red a few years ago. She has been on social media for two plus years and has racked up 2.8 million followers on TikTok at the time of this recording. Her TikTok bio reads, The Redhead Latina, and she loves making videos for those in the Latino community who feel left out. Her social handles can be found in the podcast notes. We're so excited for you to hear why she went red. Let's welcome Anna to the podcast. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Anna. It's Stephanie and Adrian from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So let's get right into it. So via Instagram, we discovered you started life out as a blonde, then you went dark, then discovered two years ago that you love being a redhead. What inspired you to try a bold red color? Um, we must say your personality from what we've seen on social really fits that of a redhead. So why did you decide to go red? And would you ever go back? Or are you red hair for life? I can honestly say that I'm red hair for life, honestly. Yay! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Our, <laughs> yeah. our producer Pam just put her hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it's like once you go red, you can't go back, you know? Yeah. So I've, I've just, 
I don't know. I think growing up, I I didn't realize it at the time, but I loved a lot of red haired characters like uh, Bloom from Wings Club, The Little Mermaid, uh, Anastasia, all of these characters, they mm. all had red hair and their personalities. I don't know. They, I always gravitated towards that. So I think that also like shaped who I became in a way. Uh, but I want to say for the past uh, five years, I was debating dyeing my hair red, uh, but I could never just go through with it because I was so worried of damaging it, of how it would look, would it turn pink because I had blonde at the time. And then the pandemic hit and I went brown and I got so bored, so bored of just everything. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just rip the Band-Aid and pretend that I'm a fairy from Wings Club and <laughs> and I've yeah. been so happy ever since. <laughs> That's so That's great. Amazing. I love that yeah. it's given you like a boost almost to like your overall personality and like your feelings. And it really is like we always say red hair is more than a color. Like it's a lifestyle. You know, you have that vibrancy. It does something for you. Yeah, I think it definitely gave me a newfound confidence at first, yeah. I was uh, I was very skeptical of it. And then when I just kept doing it for the past two years now, I'm like, yeah, no, this is who I am. <laughs> then we called Amber Todaro, a professional colorist and self-described, quote, copper queen from New York. You may know her on Instagram as Color Me Amber. You can also find her social links in the podcast notes. She owns Color Me Amber Studio in St. James, New York, in Long Island, where she makes copper dreams come true. If you follow her, you'll see how bright and colorful her page is, and we absolutely love her Instagram account. Let's welcome Amber to the podcast. Hi, Amber. Thank you for coming on the How to Be a Redhead podcast. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're super excited. So, okay, so you're a natural brunette and you have tried every hair color from platinum blonde to black. You also spend your days transforming clients into redheads. We love that your bio reads, quote, making copper dreams come true. So a two-part question we have for you. What inspired you to go red and what inspired you to specialize in dyeing hair red? So I was originally inspired to go red. I was watching Riverdale and I saw uh, Madeline Patch, uh, yeah. Patch on there. Yes. Obsessed with her hair. Hers is natural, but I was obsessed with her hair. So I was like, I have to try this hair color. Um, so I did it and I like loved it. And I felt like, I don't know, like my whole personality changed too. Um and I felt like it was something different than what I was used to working with. I used to actually specialize in blondes. Um, so it kind of like strike my interest in starting to go into like the red family and start working with reds. That's so cool. That's awesome. That's so cool. Is, is, is there a difference um, in the colorist world when you're working with blondes versus working oh, yeah. with reds? Obviously, the color is different, but in terms of the technique? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's complete. It's completely different so I really um you know I really had to like study on like reds mm. and really educate myself it took a while to like really start getting used to that realm of hair color wow yeah and what year was it that you decided okay I love red like I died you what year was it that you dyed your hair red and then decided I also want to start specializing in dyeing red hair 2020. Wow. So you've done 2020. I dyed my hair during the pandemic. Um, I was going to say during the pandemic. 
Yeah, because I was kind of like locked inside and I was like, you know what, if I don't like it, like I can always change it. No one's seeing me anyway. I was like locked inside. So I colored my hair and I just like fell in love with it. And then when we were able to reopen the salons and I went back to work, like everyone else loved it. Um, And then I started making videos on Instagram and people started reaching out to me to color their hair red. And that's just kind of how it kind of like snowballed from there. Recently on howtobearedhead.com, a post went live titled, Opinion, Society is Rebranding Red Hair and We Don't Know What to Think About It. It talks about terms like cowboy copper, apple cider, apple apple cider copper, cinnamon cookie butter, ice spice red, and cherry cola, all of these funny names. There are a few of the different shade names created for those who dye their hair red. And since 2022, red hair has been trending season after season, but no one's calling it red hair, redhead, or ginger. Instead, they're exchanging it for more trendy terms. We will link the article in the podcast notes, but in the article, we discuss if these trends are good for the redhead community. We were wondering if terms like cowboy copper blow up on social media only, or if it's present in the hair salon too. Let's see what Amber has to say about what's said at her salon. Because, of course, right now with the whole um, cowboy copper is trending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you get, I know, do you get a lot of people that sit in your chair and they're like, they pull up a TikTok video or something they see online and they're like, I want this? Oh, all the time. Wow. Yeah, that's so interesting. I know, we think it's so funny because, Adrian, we just did an article on this, how so many, um, especially news, like beauty websites will say, oh, this new thing is trending instead of it just being like red hair is trending, which it always seems to be trending every fall. We just love, we get a kick out of like internally, you know, in how to be a redhead in like the redhead world that like cowboy copper is a thing, for instance, instead of it just being called like copper or like deep red or like redhead. Yeah. They use (laughs) other words. I know it's so funny. That's like social media. I feel like they just like take something and run with it completely. Yeah, totally. I can speak from my own experience. This is Stephanie speaking, by the way. A big part of dyeing your red hair is keeping it vibrant. This goes for natural redheads who have to dye it because they're going white or gray or just want more vibrancy in general or by choice redheads. Let's first tell Amber about my own journey to accepting my red hair. And let's also see what she recommends professionally for keeping all red hair bold and beautiful. You know, I dyed my hair platinum blonde for seven years and growing when I was very young, I started in fourth grade. I don't know why or how my mom, I know just to get some highlights, but I really didn't like my red hair. So I think my mom, Adrian and I, our mom is, has the most, I mean, the confidence like that you would ever see in someone. She has just like so much confidence. So I think that she thought, well, if this is going to make her confident and happy, let's just add some. So then that kind of, you know, as I got older, that just increased, increased, increased until I was platinum blonde. And it made me think of the moment that I decided to go back to being a redhead. It was a really intense process and a long process because, you know, they had to add red back in my hair and then the blonde had to, you know, kind of just grow out. So it looked kind of odd in the beginning. But have you experienced that with some of your your clients that have dyed their hair and now they want to go back to natural red? Oh, yes. Really? Yeah. And it is. It's a long process. And it is as great as a colorist you can be. It's so hard to really mimic like a true natural redhead. Like 
natural redheads. Yeah. Your hair is so different um, from, I say like fake, but like, right. you know, colored red hair. My choice. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just so like multidimensional. There's so many different tones and colors in it. And as a colorist, like, yes, we can get close to that natural looking color, but at the end of the day, there's nothing like a true natural redhead. So for my natural, you know, redheaded girls, it is hard getting back to their natural color, but it happens over time. Yeah, I know it took years and I thought it was just going to be a one time thing in the salon. Adrian, remember we did it on Newberry Mm -hmm, street mm -hmm. And I remember just being so impatient. And finally, finally, after a few years, it went back, but I had to keep getting it cut because the blonde was growing out. So then my hair was super, super short. Right. Have you colored your hair since? No, no, no. I've never colored it since. I used to get at-home hair glosses before the pandemic, just okay. with my hair colorist, um, just to up my red because I've experiencing... I've am experiencing fading red hair. And I have for, gosh, I'm in my mid thirties now for at least 10 years. And it's definitely not as vibrant as when I was really, really young. Adrian and I were just talking about this recently, actually. So I have to use color depositing shampoos at, so I've kind of just done everything at home now because we've tested and tried so many products and like are finally glossy now. And so I know how to get just from, you know, years of practice. So we have natural redheads and redheads by choice uh, listening in. So what's your number one tip for natural redheads to keep their color vibrant? And then what's your number one tip for redheads by choice to also to keep their hair vibrant? Is it different? So I have a, they are very different, but I feel like as far as like maintaining color, um, I always recommend like depositing shampoos. Mm -hmm. Um, called like deposit color and add some vibrancy to your hair. And I feel like that's relevant for both natural redheads and Mm -hmm, redheads by mm -hmm. choice. Also, I always recommend my natural redheads like to keep your hair healthy as far as like keeping it moisturized and um, like taking good care of it because like your hair color is going to be more vibrant and show more when it's healthy opposed to like when your hair is unhealthy, it looks dull, it looks faded. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I said, I feel like that's relevant for both like natural redheads and redheads by choice. Yeah, I actually saw too on your Amazon. Tell me if I'm wrong, but on your Amazon like finds when we were doing our research on you, um, did you recommend a shower filter too? Because I was like, oh, I wonder. I did. I wonder if you recommend that for both natural and or anyone. Like, really, if, I is do, it that important? Because really, any hair color. Um, yeah, a filtered shower head definitely makes a huge difference um, depending on where you live too. Like I know where I live, like the water tends to be very hard. There's a lot of minerals in the water. So that definitely affects not only your hair color, but your hair health. Yeah. Yeah. I know I have to actually change my filter. You got you just reminded me. But yeah, that's so important, I think, because that definitely that's something where I think maybe the a person listening is like, I never even thought about my water. You know, I'm more right. just focused on my products, but it kind of all goes together. Absolutely. I feel like most people don't really think of that. Like we just hop in the shower and the water's there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we it, we use the Berkey, the Berkey one, but I think that you recommended the Aqua Bliss, which we've used as well. And it's just as good, really. It does make a big difference. Um, you know, those color depositing products, like I said, for even natural redheads, like it just adds some of that like vibrancy back into your hair. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I think, you know, Adrian, you were just saying recently that you feel like your hair is not as vibrant as it used to be. 
I, yeah, I feel like it's not like as vibrant when I look back at photos, but yeah, I haven't, I, I do like that if I ever am to use a color depositing shampoo, I'm at that point where I'm maybe like 2% white. So like it does cover up okay. even those little whites that are coming in, which I do really like, but I probably do a color depositing shampoo like twice a year, but even I notice it even after, and I was so afraid to do it as a natural redhead, but Honestly, products are getting better and better, and I feel so confident now. 100%. Yeah. I feel like products have come, like, such a long way. I also have a lot of natural redhead clients that just come in for, like, color glosses. Really? Um, yeah. Just to yeah. add, like, a little vibrancy back into their hair. If you're a natural redhead like me or Stephanie, you might be worried that the color p- depositing shampoos are like a hair dye. They aren't. It's important to know the difference between color depositing shampoos and conditioners and permanent hair dye. It's also important to know what to do at home and when you should head to the salon. So let's talk about permanent hair dye and see what Amber recommends. Talking about color, there's obviously so many products out there to color your hair at home. So not color deposit. So listeners like not color depositing shampoo or something that can easily wash out. We're talking about dye. Um, so why do you advise against that? I think, you know, that's been a hot topic on our website when we do talk about it, because, you know, there are a lot of redheads, I'm sure listening that are like, oh, I used, I used to grab a box of that L'Oreal from my local drugstore or as we speak, (laughs) I know, I know, or that there are some subscription services out there that you can dye your hair. Um, L'Oreal used to have one called Color and Co, but they, I think they went, yeah, they did go out of business last year, but there are some other competitors now. And I think, well, you know, you do a personalized test or survey and then they send you dye. So as a colorist, what, what's your take on this? I always advise against coloring your hair specifically with red because red can be one of the hardest colors to really get um and as far as boxes and those services like you don't know what you're getting in that box at all right right especially like you know the one you're picking up from the drugstore you don't know the developer that's being used in that you don't know the underlying tones and you don't know as like someone who's not licensed or professional like you don't know how your hair is going to react like there's so much that goes into it um so again, like you just never know really what you're going to get out of that box. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally, I know. I remember when a company sent us one to test and try years ago or a couple of years ago, it was during the pandemic. And I remember the instructions, I, I pulled it out and I was like, oh my God, this is like a map. And it was like 20 something steps. You had to mix and shake and put it in. I had a, like, they had all of these supplies. And I was like, I get that it does save, you know, an, a, a a consumer money, but at the same time, going to the salon is the best way because you guys are the experts. So yeah, I was just overwhelmed when I opened the box and I didn't end up using it because of that. Like it was just like, and then you wonder like the whole time while you're processing your hair, I would think like, oh my God, like what's it going to look like? Whereas when you sit in the chair with you, you like your clients are 100% confident that That they're going to leave with Right. Because it's being mixed for your hair. Like, let's say like, yeah, we both went to the drugstore and picked up the same like red hair color dye. Like it's going to look completely different on you than it's going to look on me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We want the same result. Right. That's so yeah. interesting. That's so interesting. So do you take into consideration people's hair texture? Their, if it's thick or thin, like, do you take into consideration Absolutely. those things too? Oh, wow. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a um, lot. You know, a lot goes into it, you know, what underlying pigments in your hair, how your hair is going to lift, um, your porosity, your texture, everything really like so much goes into it. So like I said, like, I feel like there's no formula that it's not like a one size fits all. Now let's talk to social media phenomenon, Anna, about what she does to dye her hair red. It's absolutely gorgeous. Does she do it at home or the salon? Let's see how she keeps it vibrant. And let's even find out more about how she represents the Latino community through her viral social media posts. What do you use to dye your hair? Do you do it at home? Do you go into a salon? Oh, no, I'm so scared of touching my hair. Uh, I go to a salon to do it, but I use like a uh, color depositing, a care color. That's the, the mm-hmm. copper. That's what I use uh, through in between washes. But I get my hair done between uh, seven to eight weeks. And because my okay. hair is naturally lighter, I don't have to bleach it every time. So it stays healthier. And at the time of this recording, you have 2.4 million followers on TikTok, which is amazing. Um, you've grown so quickly. How has this experience been the last two or three years? You've been such a great voice for the Latino community. So we just wanted to kind of touch on um, your following on on social and what's what's that been like? Uh, it's It turned my whole world upside down, to be honest, because... Uh, about three years ago, I was I was in college. I was studying to be actually a producer for a local show or a, um, newscasting, stuff like that. And then I started just making videos on the side for fun. And I didn't expect it to turn into what it became. And I've never yeah. been – I was so happy with it because, you know, it's a huge part of who I am is my – it's as my Mexican heritage. So to be able to make that my forefront, like people think, oh, you're using it. I'm like, no, this is just who I am. And I love it. Like that's not something I'm using to try and make money for. It just happens to be an amazing part of me that I get to share with everybody and let others feel more welcome in the community. We're not sure that you know that there are many actually natural redheads in the Latino community. We have a lot of followers, natural and those who dye their hair. Um, have you heard this before? We love that. You know, we, we, Adrian and I always talk that it's so beautiful that red hair is represented everywhere in the world. Yeah, no, I get a lot of uh, my own followers. A lot of them, they comment saying, oh, yeah, I have red hair. My baby has red hair. I want them to learn oh, Spanish, yeah. you know? And I'm like, yes, yes. Like, because so many people in the media, they don't realize that red hair and just features in general, like they're everywhere. I love that there's such a strong presence of red hair in the Latino community. Yeah, it's it's crazy and I love I loved seeing it everywhere. There was this one photographer for I think it was like a Washington Post and he traveled all around the world documenting different yes. people with red hair. Yes. And yes. I thought that was gorgeous. I thought it was like cuz there's different shades, there's different like I just love seeing Textures, that kind of diversity. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. We actually interviewed him a couple years ago and hearing his perspective and his experience with doing that shoot was awesome. I, I for him and for us to talk with him because Exactly what you said. There's redheads of all nationalities, textures, lengths of hair, um, ages, and it's beautiful, especially coming from natural redheads. It's something, it is beautiful too when you talk to maybe an older woman who is now white, but she's embraced her white hair, but is a natural redhead, you know, and she'll always be a natural redhead. And I think that's something that is so beautiful. 
apart from your page being so entertaining, we noticed right away when we mentioned this earlier, um, is that your hair is so gorgeous and shiny. So can you tell us about your hair care routine, which products you love? We know that you go to a salon every seven to eight weeks. Um, but in between that, what do you do to keep your hair shiny, um, especially with putting coloring into it? So my main thing is I try to use as little heat as possible. I only blow dry my hair like when I wash it. So mm. I... I use uh, the Way uh, shampoo and conditioner, and uh, it's for medium hair because my hair is in between thick, uh, th- thin and not so thin, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So I use that, and then every so often I use a – it's like a detox scalp thing for your hair, so it gets rid of all the buildup. Okay that you put in yeah. because I also use oils like, you know, to keep it shiny, like the Kerastase for the ends of my hair. Uh, I have oil in my hair right now. Cause like, you know, for right before you shower to go and like, you know, scalp massage, I do so much. It's, it can be a little intense sometimes. <laughs> I also take uh, multivitamins that have stuff for your hair. So I think that also helps every, like I just started it this year. I do notice my hair feels a little softer same thing with my skin, mm. but yeah, I think it's also it's always good to start like from the inside scalp down rather than just the outside of your ends of your hair. Very important, so much, yep. You know, I know, I know. We love how much care Anna puts into her hair and the enthusiasm she has about being a redhead. We love how she loves to stand out and works hard to keep her red hair looking beautiful. But not everyone is meant to be a redhead like Anna. Let's go back to professional colorist Amber and see what she has to say about what it takes to dye your hair red and how she picks specific reds for her clients. So if a client walks in and they're blonde or brunette naturally, how do you know if they're, they will look good with red hair? Is it something, you know, is there a defining sign or personality skin tone? Do you look at eye color? And then I, has there ever been a time when someone's like, I really want to go red and you're like, I just don't know. You know, because also the maintenance and the upkeep. How does that, how, if someone's sitting down, you know, it's, it could be a very... It's a difficult um, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was just going to say it's that. It's definitely a difficult uh, decision. And I think, like, as my job as a professional, I kind of have to, like, educate people on how, like, the maintenance on red hair, because it is high maintenance. If you're not a yeah. natural redhead, it's a high maintenance color. You're going to, you know, have to be in the salon a lot. It's a lot of at-home maintenance. So it goes into... I always do a consultation with people when they're looking to go red. I, yes. Um, I explain to them, you know, what the process looks like as far as maintaining it and keeping the color. Um, yeah, I've had people sit in my chair sometimes and I'm honest with them. I'm like, no, really, this is not going to be a good color for you. Yeah. (laughs) Especially the clients that I've been doing for years. Like I've had clients, especially recently with this whole cowboy copper, thing trend yeah going on yeah <laughs> like people sit in my chair and I'm like girl like I know you like it's not gonna happen and there are so many shades of red when it comes to hair color you know you said that there is so many dimensions with the natural redhead so how do you decide which shade is right for a client because that's so important to make sure do, do you look at depending on like if they're warm tone cool tone how does that kind of 100 so I go yeah. based off their complexion eye color um someone who's a little more like 
warmer skin tone, I'm going to lean towards like warmer colors, Mm. like a true, you know, copper, warmer copper, even a strawberry blonde, if they want to be like on the lighter side, opposed to someone who's more like olive skin tone, cooler skin tone, I'm going to lean towards like more of a violet based red or like a true red. There are so many different, like we always say like the, the, the different colors that natural redheads have, it's like a fingerprint. Like I feel like every natural redhead yes. has their own shade of red. Like I don't know anyone I've ever met who Definitely. has my shade or Stephanie shade or Pam shade. Like there's so many different shades of red. So I'm actually really blown away when hairstylists like nail a shade for a client because I'm like, that's really hard to do because there's thousands of options and so many options. And you can change but it. Yeah, it's really, it's focusing on like their complexion, like completely, like someone might come in with, a warmer complexion and show me a picture of a violet based red. Mm. And I'm like, how about we lean more towards like the warmer side? And can you ever get that exact same shade? Like, let's just say you like give someone their red and they look so good when they come back to see you. Can you Mm. get that same color? Or is it like never going to be the same because of like the science behind it? Or you'll get very close. I get it same or pretty close. Um, I feel with reds, you can't do the same thing every time. You have to change the formula and technique every time to get that same result, if that yeah, makes sense. Because yeah. after their hair fades, like now you have to do something different opposed to when they initially come in. Now, what about natural redheads who are having to dye their hair red because there are of a lot of white grays coming through and color depositing shampoo and conditioners aren't working for them anymore? Let's see what Amber advises her naturally red clients. You know, we have a lot of redheads who write in and they're going through that gray white transition. And it's either, you know, it's Adrian, it's, it's either, you know, a couple different kind of groups. It's the, you know, two to 5%. They're just kind of seeing some white and some grays here and there, and they're not sure if they should fully embrace it or start using a product. And then we get a lot of redheads who write in that say, I want to keep my red hair. I don't want to turn gray or white, which, you know, side note, we do have a lot of redheads who are like, I'm fully embracing my transition with going white white and gray or blonde, which is great. But what, what advice do you give to a listener who is experiencing maybe like 30, 40% of their hair plus is turning gray or white? Um, and they miss their red, like, what should they do? Color their hair. <laughs> yeah. Go, okay. go see someone like red, you. you know, yeah. Yeah. Color What's their the hair. Definitely like go see a professional. That? But I would definitely, you know, do your research, especially with the way social media is nowadays. Like, you can really do your research on a colorist mm. and find someone that does specialize with red hair. You don't want to go to someone that doesn't really have experience in red hair because they can really mess up your hair. Yeah. And Um, then what's the upkeep with someone who then is like, okay, I found a hair stylist, but now they're, is it like every three, four weeks to cover those grays? Is that typically when you see growth? Yeah. For someone who is going gray, um, depending on hair growth, it's normally around four weeks, four to six weeks Mm. for a touch up. So it becomes, you know, high maintenance. So that's another thing that goes into it. Like if, they are looking to cover their grays, but are also 
willing to be in the salon every four to six weeks. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like sometimes I look at a celebrity and I know they're celebrities, right? So they have a whole team. But like I look at like Julianne Moore and I'm like, oh my God, like her red is just like absolutely beautiful for her age. But I'm assuming she probably gets her hair colored. 100%. All the yeah. time. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> If you're listening and you're afraid to dye your hair or afraid to go to the salon, Amber understands. Let's see what professionals think who are behind the chair and her advice to all who want to attain gorgeous red hair at the salon. Amber, I feel like this is something to just ask someone like a professional like you, but I feel like there's a lot of people who sit down, you know, they sit down in the chair and they like freeze. Like they're, they don't, they're embarrassed to speak up. They don't know like to say, I want this or I want that. And they want to, but they're like nervous. I feel like a lot of people sit in the chair and they're like nervous. I feel like that was me when I was younger. Yeah, that was me too. That was me too. I would go to the hair salon. I'd be like, um, like just shy. I always tell everyone pictures, 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 and like multiple different pictures. You know, I want to see different lengths, different styles, like, okay. A bunch of different pictures because someone can show you one picture but it's not really what they want so I ask for a lot um and then we kind of like narrow it down and I ask what they like about that certain you know hair color when you're looking to get your red back from maybe when you your 20s and now you're in your 40s is to bring an old picture back from yourself and yes. be like this is what my red hair looked like this is what I want it to look like now. And that was someone gave us this tip years and years ago. And it's always kind of been in the back of my mind because I know that that's probably going to be me one day where I'm going to have to show a picture in my early 20s and be like, this is what my hair used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, I, that happens a lot. Like people bring in older pictures of themselves. They, it and- does. Okay. We loved hearing TikToker Anna's perspective as a redhead by choice and her exciting social media presence. Let's say goodbye to her and thank her for joining us. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and having you on our podcast and to just hear about, you know, you dyeing your hair and discovering how much you love being a redhead and how you're not going to go back. We we love hearing that. And it's been amazing to talk to you about your your hair. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. If you're not following Amber's professional colors journey on Instagram, you got to run to Instagram right now to give her a follow. Again, everything is in the podcast notes. But let's close hearing about Amber's new hair salon in New York. We got to ask if she'll be a redhead for life. And let's thank her for giving us so much copper wisdom. And you opened up your own salon recently. So congratulations. Thank you. Where is the salon and how is this new journey and new chapter going with with that? So I'm in St. James, New York on Long Island. Um, It's been going so great. I'm so fortunate. I think social media definitely Mm -hmm. played a big part in it. It helped me really expand and grow my clientele. I have people travel from all over the place, really, to get their hair done, which is so crazy to me. I never thought that would be a thing. So congrats. It's that's really exciting. And my business just keeps growing. I'm very fortunate. That's so that's so wonderful. And you are changing lives. You know, it's it's the confidence, I think that and you probably see it when someone sits in your chair, and then they leave. And it's like, you that boost of just self love. And as you 
it's leave the, the salon. best feeling in the world yeah. when you like do someone's hair and then they just like sit in the mirror like glowing and smiling at themselves and it's like wow like I help them feel that way yeah yeah do you think that that what would you you love most about your job as a colorist do you think that that's that it's making people feel good and helping them feel better about themselves I feel like hair is such a big part of everyone's appearance it's a part of us whether you like it short long whatever color you like like it's just such a big part of us so I think it's just amazing that I can help people really feel good about themselves. And are are you a redhead forever or are you willing to go back to other colors or how are you feeling? Mm, I think I'm I'm definitely going to be in the red family. Right. Right. Forever. Love that. No, it looks <laughs> great on you. I wanted to give the whole it cowboy does look really thing. great. Thank you. Um but yeah, I think I'm in the redhead club for life. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, thank you so much, Amber. And we will make sure to include your Instagram handle, information about your salon in the podcast notes. Oh, thank you so much. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Well, there you have it, Redheads. No matter where you are on your red journey, we hope this podcast helped you gain confidence to rock your red hair. So want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast? Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead. Like a redhead.